Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 11. It's been a bit like getting an audience with the Pope this week, trying to record this call. He's cancelled on me a couple of times, Popey. Cancelled last week, once this week. But we finally got a call in on Tuesday morning. And we've turned what was meant to be the Merseyside Derby preview show into a review show. Not that there was loads to review from that game. And what else have we got? I look back on Ascot. Some of the near misses and what could have been from a tough week of racing. We're looking at Willie Fawn and his sad passing and the time I met him in a witness bookmakers. A couple of stories around that. Popey thinks one of the early characters on Big Brother is one of the greatest TV personalities of all time. So we get into that. There's all the usual interesting sound clips, everything from the bad lieutenant to Adam Sandler and Cut Gems. All different bits and bobs on that front. Chris Rock thrown in there. Uh, and then there's obviously the tip of the weeks. I've got a couple of picks related to the Black Lives Matter movement, while Popey's going in again on one of his Ascot flops. Thanks as always for listening. If you want to get involved in next week's show, send us a message on my convos with the Pope over on Instagram. And if you don't mind and you do enjoy the show, remember to drop us a little rating or a review. really helps us. Enjoy the show. Popey. Timbuktu. Everything all right, your end, lad? Yeah, not too bad. Nice, nice of you to join me. Fucking hell. Is that ironic, is it, or...? No, not at all, but uh, twice in two days, eh? I thought you must have uh, got your dates mixed up yesterday when I seen a missed call from you. Have you had your dates mixed up or what? This is, what is it, Tuesday we're recording this? The no, da- no, we're, 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 we're what, a week behind? The Derby preview show. <laughs> well, we built it up as a, a Derby review, really, hadn't we? But given the non-event that it was, I don't think there's uh, much to talk about, really, in relation to that. Not loads to talk about. Your time management, I think we should talk about. What are you, 49 minutes late today? Well, I think you need to adjust adjust the clock, clocks in your house, mate. 7.53, 53 minutes, so... 53? Remaining, sure, it is what it is. What's going on? Not going to get apology out of me. Turning into Axel Rose, lad. What's happening? What do you mean by that, mate? Hollywood. Turns up when he wants. <laughs> I'd seen you still uh, using your Halcyon Mag email, your uh, Halcyon magazine, are you still trying to chase that broken dream? <laughs> Halcyon days, they, they never leave you, Popey, as the <laughs> saying goes. Do you know what, lad, I've, I've, I've spent the time quite wisely, well, I, I don't know how wisely it is, but I've, um, I've been counting up my bets from last week just to get an idea of, there was so much trading going on, it was always going to be that way with Ascot and the footy, but do you know how many bets were struck last week? Go on. 92. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you still got your uh, the number of that counsellor? The, the group therapy session you used to go to about your gambling addiction? I think you might need to go back in. <laughs> One I went to. 
when I was a younger man. <laughs> to be honest with you, like, that's that's including lays, including hedges, including you know, in running, covering yourself and all that. But ninety two. It's a whopper, isn't it? for your sake, you're up on that, mate. 92 bets, yeah, pretty time-consuming by the sounds of it. Well, I was, I was. It was, a, It was. to be honest with you, lad, it was the best week of the year so far. Um, I know we've not had... Not hard, though, is it? When you're <laughs> not hard on shots that are getting turned over every week. No, I was going to say, like, we've we've missed three months of the year, haven't we? So there's there's not been loads to go on. But, uh, yeah, if it was a losing week, I think you'd be questioning what you're doing with your life, wouldn't you? 92 bets in. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty heavy that like bit of a slog for you, was it? It was. It was long. It was good. And to be honest with you, pop culture wise and um, current affairs, there's not there's not loads to go on for me this week. I, I haven't hardly picked up a paper or read a news app. It's been very much very much gambling, very much sport related all week. Should we leave it at that, Danny, and just uh, <laughs> our losses? Just hang up. Yeah. No, I see you next week. <laughs> We've got a bit. Of... It, have, you made, have you made your money this week then? Because because from the uh, the exchanges we were having through the week by WhatsApp and text and whatever else, you seem to be having a pretty rough ascot to say the least. So I'm guessing you've made most of your money on the laying. It's been footy, lad. Yeah, it's been footy. Laying teams, laid Arsenal at Brighton, uh, backed Wolves at West Ham, backed them on the handicap and running it, a lot of in running action. To be honest with you, Popey. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good angle. Good teams who were getting beat or drawn late on. A lot of the top teams get late goals. And you do, to be fair, yeah. Some of the odds you get, they're just ridiculous. Atletico Madrid were like 9-4 to four in running at 0-0 around about 18 minutes. and You're not going to get them all in. You know, Teams get no. turned over. But I've been lucky and avoided, kind of avoided the, the best teams who haven't pulled through. I think Dortmund got beaten a week, left that alone. Um, Barcelona, I think, were nil nil, weren't they? With Seville on Friday, I was I was luckily watching the United game. I'd laid United at Spurs. Fucking got lucky with that one, didn't I? Penalty getting there, uh, getting choked yeah. off late. So it's been one of them. Mate, you have them weeks where it, it just kind of all goes your way. But it was always going to be a busy week. There was a lot of games I liked the look of there, and I, I think this week will be nowhere near as nowhere near as lively because the uh, the matches aren't oh, lining up for one. me. You what, lad? Yeah. No, I scoff for one as well, so it's going to be generally a quiet sporting week, but obviously now that the Prem is back and in full swing, there's still plenty to be uh, to be betting on, potentially. Have you been getting this action up on the uh, up on the Instagram page? Obviously, I wouldn't know with not being on there. It's but, hard, uh, lad, really. It's hard. If you're doing in running, it's it's pretty hard. By the time you've if, by the time you put your bet on and you keep an eye on odds, if 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 the odds are changing, it, it's hard to it's hard to get a bet up. I've put a few in running bets up. Even there, I think we had a Dortmund one the weekend. Do you, would you encourage more of that, lad? Or no? Know? Well, obviously, when you're doing ninety-two bets a week, <laughs> not have you got issues in doing so? But you can't be putting ninety-two bets up on the Instagram. <laughs> you got to make meatballs in the back. All right. You have your romaine. You have your crotons. You have your eggs. Sorry. No carrots in the right, salad. What do you want? I, 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 made your bet. I know, I know. I got to change the bet. I got twenty-one thousand dollars here. So you added on to the nineteen minutes. Forty thousand dollars in all. Scrap the whole bet. Scrap the whole bet. I want to make a six-way parlay. Celtics Sixers game. What's the line? Still plus one. Plus one. Okay. So I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnett points and rebounds. Garnett block shots. Celtics opening tip. Do you take lightning bets? Yeah, but you don't want any part of lightning bets. Fine. Come on. A thousand dollars a point. Okay. Take this. 
And this is a gift for me. What's this? Just for, for just what tolerating me for all this time, okay? No, no, no. Oh, I already have a Rolex. I don't need your watch. Listen, it's probably fell off the truck anyway. Listen, but what do you know? Gone at this, gone at that. What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. It's going, to, it's, it's going to deter people and it really bear people's heads out wouldn't you i think yeah exactly so you've, you've got to be more selective but mm. uh, I, I wanted to I'm, I'm not too concerned about how, how well you've done and the bets that have come in but i, I want to concentrate more on ascos obviously you touched on there that i think you had a pretty i don't know a pretty dismal ascot was, was my reading of it anyway um i, I wasn't much better in, in all honesty but what was your uh, what was your overview and your thoughts on, on ascos as a whole and from a personal perspective, betting-wise, how do you get on? Highlights, lowlights, of, of which, which there's plenty, I'm sure. Not great. Not um, great at all. One, no. one winner I had, Pope. One actual pick that crossed the line first, um, and I got no returns for that. That was in a Trixie. Each way... <laughs> <laughs> honest to God, honest to God. I was made up to have it because it was, it was Nazif in the... Was that Tuesday, was it? Nazif, I think. Tuesday afternoon. Don't talk to me about Tuesday. No, we'll get on to that in a bit. Well, ironically, it was Jim Crowley for me who, who got home. Before that, I was I was not eight, I think, on photo finishes over the last couple of weeks. I've been on the wow, really? Yeah, been on the losing side of like eight photo finishes. Um, Crowley was Never the ninth. No, Crowley was the ninth. So that was. That was happy days that that got home, but yeah, no, not much at all. And I got lad, I, I laid one horse on a Tuesday, mogul. That was my best result. That was the most money I won on, on a selection. Um, and I didn't oh. go. I didn't go back to the laying. I, I don't know what happened. Don't know if I had the time to to look yeah. into them enough. I usually lay one or two a day, you know, basically, which is backing a horse not to win rather than for it to win. Mm. But uh, okay. I just didn't go back. It was the one, the only one I laid all week, and didn't go back to it. And everything else was. Pretty poor lad, little bits of places here and there. Um, landed an each way treble to finish the last three races, which was pretty good. But again, same old. I see that, mate, yeah, with, with, with your old mate Ryan Mooring. I mean, how long have you got on Ryan Moore, lad? I could take the whole show up on him, really. Um, <laughs> seems what is he, incompetence as a jockey? It seems when he gets a horse to, a, to the front and then tries to go from the off, he, he runs out of steam and... His older horses, he just gives far too much to do. Yeah, yeah. My last two picks of his on on the Saturday was Dream of Dreams and and Gulliver. Um, got me an each way treble, but ah, he should have been in the race. What was he doing with Gulliver? Lad? <sighs> Gulliver's. I, I don't know whether I don't know whether the horse fell asleep in the stalls or Brian Moore did or, or both of them probably. Just slow out and the horse. See see how quick I finished as well. Absolutely flew on. Had plenty of horse underneath him, and like you say, he just gives himself too much to do. Obviously, because he's associated with Ballydoyle and he's their stable jockey, and he gets as many winners and, and big winners as he does because of that. He's got this massive reputation as like one of the best jockeys in the world, and I think he had the 60th Royal Ascot winner this week. And obviously, the numbers don't lie to an extent. But when you're riding that many good horses, I suppose he's riding that many good horses for a reason. But as far as I'm concerned, that wouldn't happen in the top. Probably wouldn't happen in the top ten. To be honest with you, certainly wouldn't have Crowley in the top fifty. Line in orange from the back of the field, flashing home. It's going to be between who come though and Kips, and who come continues to be in front of Wims. Jim, four winners in two days. It's the stuff of dreams, isn't it? Oh, it's going great. You know, I'm very lucky to be riding for uh, 
such a good owner and a, a big powerful stable. I still think there's a bit more to come from him, hopefully. Um, like I said, he's, he's a nice big looking scopey horse. Do you want to get on to Crowley? Because he had, on paper, a terrific week, but... No, do you know, well, 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 first of all, it's, uh, it's, it's Jim Cowardly, as he's affectionately now known in, in my house, at least. What, do you have Sleep. six? Six winners did he have over the week, Paul? Seven? Well, for me, for me, the real story to come out of last week when it, when it concerns Jim Crowley was, was the ride or, or lack of ride on Mahitha in the, uh, in the Queen Anne Stakes. Your pick. Well, there you go, yeah, to get the festival off to a great start. Obviously, I had it in the Queen Anne, along with three other picks, two of which come second, uh, and then Mo Haytha, along with Fox Sal, didn't get placed. So you probably get your stake back if you'd backed it as, a, as an E-Trade looking 15, so, so not too bad, but could have been so much better. And I was interested to read, interested to read yesterday, Crowley, was interviewed about his, uh, his successful Royal Ascot and uh, he did actually touch on Mahatha as the one that got away yeah. in his way and, and basically his reasoning for the ride was apparently in the Queen Anne who usually nine, nine times out of ten according to Jim anyway um, he congregates in the middle of the track um, so then that's why he sat him out the back you see because there would have been more room to manoeuvre mm. but this, at this time he went over to the stand rail and he was, uh, he was just boxed into death basically but um, for me, the, the the sort of the real story to come out of last week, not so much as six six ride is six wins, but the ride on Mahatha. Um and if I was was the Sheikh who has him as his stable jockey, I'd be looking at that closely with a with a view of uh, replacing him as, as soon as possible, really. You weren't the only one honing in on that ride either. I Jason Weaver say exactly the same thing that it was the one that got away and it's unlucky you're gonna get down rides, aren't you? Especially if you <laughs> Especially if you keep picking Ryan Moore, like like I was through the week, I think. Uh, well, it's a kind of phrase of our mate from Coral Radio uh, about Stevie Drown. I hope he's better in bed. <laughs> Remember that and one? Absolutely classic. You're gonna have to find a clip for that one, lad. The old Coral Radio where uh, comments. I don't even know if it was a clip. Is that that, that must have been that must have been back in our Davies days? That was it. Was it in? In me our fella's office, was it? We, we it was in the office, yeah. We had Carol Radio on. I think we both got stuck into it with Stevie Jarmon, which had been well-backed. Clearly, the, the commentator had also got stuck into him as well, only to go down in a, uh, by a neck, I think, in a, in, a, in a tight finish with some other horse. And as soon as the horse passed, passed the post, uh, is, is the first thing he came out with was, uh, I hope you're better in bed, Stephen. <laughs> Talking to you or Stevie Drown there, like, but I think, yeah, I think you might have been talking to me at the time, thinking that might have been a bit of a, a barren spell those days. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're so, in your Al, if you're in your Al fella's office on a Friday night as as, <laughs> as an eighteen year old, probably says it all, gambling on a uh, Wolverhampton with, with 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 your mate, yeah, with your mate, yeah, is, 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 uh, yeah, it's, uh, says it all about your sex life, don't it? <laughs> But um, there was no one happier than me when, when Frankie won the uh, yeah won the champion jockey on, on a count back as well, which made it all a bit sweeter from uh, Jim Cowardly. So I was uh, yeah that was probably my highlight of the Ascot to be honest with you. You must have been when made he, up. You must have been made up with him uh, with it getting robbed from him there with a count back. Jesus. I won't be rushing back onto a, a Jim Cowardly selection in the, the near future. Put it that way. But as I say, the four picks are put up. The, the, the last two in Kamari and Sacred. Both unlucky, both come second at fairly decent odds. I'd put Kamari up at 25 to 1 yeah. on this podcast, I think week three, week four. You did. So yeah. a few of our listeners got stuck into that, uh, and it would have been a 5 to 1 winner for them. I know your Ross backed it at 25 to 1 each way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
got about 60 quid back. So, uh, yeah, not, not not too bad. The Saturday was certainly the best of the four or five days for me. I had a 40 to 1 winner in the first. Again, no mention of that beforehand. A little bit like myself. We turn into a pair of fucking after timers here, aren't we? Do you know what? I, I, I consciously didn't pass it on to you because I feel as though putting it up, putting it up on the on the Instagram page could potentially be a bit of a case. Could be which a I'm delighted to hear. So that's great. So yeah, so so give us your losers then. Give us the ones you want to get beat, <laughs> and I'll put them up for you. And just keep the uh, keep the winners to yourself. So what did you say? Forty to one? Did you say you had lad? Chief of Chiefs back to the forty to one. I sent you the bet. So didn't I back to forty? 40 to 1 in the morning, went off at 20 to 1 Charlie Fellows in the first on Saturday. And I don't want to give away my secrets here. The only reason I backed them after having a pretty miserable Ascot up until that point was uh, if you go onto the Royal Ascot, I've got, sorry, if you go onto the Racing Post, I've got the app and they preview some of the big races. So whenever it's a festival, they preview every race. But then of a Saturday, they'll just preview the big races. And there's a trainer's comments section at the bottom. We just started reading that on Saturday and Charlie Fellow basically said he expects it to run a massive race. It's hugely overpriced and he's not there to make up the numbers. He tried to get it in the actual Wokingham, but this was for the courses that didn't qualify for that. So this was like the silver Wokingham as it's caused, as it's called rather. So he was saying he was aiming at the Wokingham and he had done for a year or so. So I think he sounded bullish. He's not one to be bullish without good reason, Charlie Fellow. So back there, come in. And then, yeah, I had another few other each ways on, on, on Saturday and a few, few multis to got places on. So, uh, yeah, all in all, pretty, pretty strong finish, finish. of the week. Strong was, finish, uh, yeah. This will start with, uh, with Jim. You know, if you're serious about your horse betting, you've got to look at them trainer comments because... You know, some of them do fall in love with their own selections, but a lot of them are, are pretty honest, aren't they? And, and they'll... You had you a know, little... Five each way at those, those prices. But, yeah, it is, as, as I say, I ended, the, I ended the week up. As I say, the, the week as a whole, from Tuesday through to Friday, pretty dismal. Had a few each way singles, no good. Um, I back Nelson Gay in the Norfolk States in tribute to our mate Tom Ed. Oh, you love we, that. Uh, we mentioned on the show last week. Needless to say, that was coming up the rear. <laughs> oh! <laughs> We're there again, are we? We're back there. We are, mate. Yeah. We're back in the gutter. Uh, but yeah, no good. Shite. So, um, uh, but no, I, I, I enjoyed it. But I've, I've got a bone of contention to pick with you anyway. Um, oh, what, another one? What, uh, have you got three now? Have you had three within the first, what, 18 minutes? Yeah, well, plenty more to come. Um Patrick Sarsfield, listeners might remember to put up as my best of the week on our last episode. You did. I know you put a little caveat in at, at the end of the uh, episode to say that I hadn't made um, that particular race to put it up for, which was the Lincoln, the Irish Lincoln. Yeah, we all backed um, it. So it went anyway, made a seasonal reappearance on Sunday, which I notified you of at 7-2. to two. Did you put it up on the Instagram page? Because I certainly didn't see it. Went off at six to five and absolutely act up. I didn't, Poppy. I've let you down there. Yeah, that our listeners are potentially missed out on for you not being as reactive as you should be, really. You gotta say something! Something! You fuck! You fucking stand there and you want me to do every fucking thing! Where were you? Where the fuck are you? Where were you?
no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I think I think you might need a little uh, a little Instagram lesson, possibly. I could probably do one with with one myself. Really looking at our numbers still, but I think we can get mm. you trained up, get you to log in, and hope he can throw his uh, his his picks up. What do you reckon? Yeah, probably. I haven't even got an Instagram account, so I wouldn't know where to start, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, I thought after your last one in Ireland, your uh, host to follow for the season, what was that one called? I thought I might be doing you a favour, keeping it down. <laughs> we don't talk about that one, do we? <laughs> it's going very Fox News, isn't it? <laughs> Focus on the positives, my friend. <laughs> no, yeah, it's one that got away, Popey. I'm a bit gutted I didn't back it either. Me and I jumped both back Sarsfield. For the for your tip, the horse, uh, the race it didn't run in, so I'm yeah. a little bit gutted, mate. We missed out really the seven to two the night before. As I say, I was balls deep with uh, with, with other things, with, with with other bets and trading, and it's just one. L- Lydia down was she? <laughs> Not as of yet, mate. But I, I'm making plans to get down. There. <laughs> um, Patrick, looking at its performance on Sunday because it was going against a, a few horses that ran in the Lincoln and a couple that didn't make the cuts. Um, a few of which were, were fancied in the in the anti-post Lincoln markets and I absolutely act up. I think it won by about six lengths. He's down. So based on Sunday's performance, I think it will absolutely act up. And the uh, the Irish Lincoln, which is a little bit frustrating, yeah, but that's what I, I was, got that's what anyway I was on, on Sunday like so. It, well, you've smashed into it, haven't you? As you say, you've texted it to me at seven to two, and for it yeah. to um, for it to go off at six to five, that's, that's a big old gamble overnight, that isn't it. Especially a stable like O'Brien, Joseph O'Brien, obviously all the Bally Doyle is our fellas. Uh, owners would have been getting stuck into that as well. So, yeah, hence the reason for the uh, such a shift in the price. But, yeah. Well, I will, we'll make note of that and I'll, uh, I'll be a little bit quicker off the mark next time. Yeah, and hope... yeah, it's not like you've got a job to be getting on with, is it? Hope Ryan Moore is a bit quicker out the stores next time we back him as well. Oh, I've never seen anyone yet. Yeah, slog the stores as him, Jesus Christ. Outrageous. You've been a bit slow to stores yourself, Poppy. Last few days, as I said, as I said in the intro, there. This was this was meant to be our, our derby preview show. They've not left us much to review, have they? Really, derby wise, not the uh, not the greatest game. I suppose my one take from the derby was um, the state of the perimeter of the pitch. Really, did you see the bit of tarmac that the uh, pundits were standing on prior to the game? <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't catch my eye. Yeah, yeah. So that's that 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 that's as a, how exciting it got for me, at least. Anyway, pretty not not to report really. I think massive missed opportunity for Liverpool in the respect that win Sunday as we should have really done. Yeah, do you think? Do you think? I I I think Everton were unlucky not to nick it. Really, they had the clearer chances. Thought we. Oh, there was a doubt. Yeah, no, I'm on about prior to the game. Mm. So all we had to do was win Sunday and then win Wednesday. Uh, in a heat wave, I may add, and then that's it. Titan celebrations, carnival atmosphere on the streets. Either all planned out, going to watch it in Jimmy Lee's uh, down to Lark Lane after it, and now obviously it's just going to drag on. So you can't win it on Wednesday. So then it rolls over to Man City. Look at how Man City played as we recorded on Tuesday. Look how they played last night against Burnley and then Arsenal, and how we've played against Everton. Wouldn't really fancy us to get any there. So then all of a sudden. It's going on to Aston Villa, which is almost two weeks away, at which point we could potentially be in a second lockdown. Null and void, yeah. as a feat all along. Yeah, but don't City play Chelsea in between, don't they? We can win it at Stamford Bridge, can't we, Thursday, if Chelsea beat them? Is that right? I don't know, to be honest with you. you but, uh, yeah, I'm just a bit pissed off. Fancy that this week I had everything planned Wednesday, as I say. 28 degrees, 
So who knows? Might go down to the last game of the season if it's uh, <laughs> if, if it's. Uh, you don't go into another lockdown. Don't say that. Don't say that. I mean, I, 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 I don't question Cloppy these days, but but it was a bit of a, a bit of a strange selection. I thought Minamino has apparently been doing great things on the training ground. Fucking hell, lad, he could do with hooking up with uh, our mate MD Fitness, couldn't he? Mark Davis needs to put put a few pounds on. I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Needs to needs needs to bulk up. I'm a bit worried. I hope to him daily. Like I think a little bout of the coronavirus could could see him off. He he doesn't look the. Uh, the strongest, Come on, I wasn't going there. It's a global pandemic, Pope. It wasn't an Asian show. Jesus Christ. All right, okay, yeah. Just with them, with the disease originating there, yeah. I thought you were having a pop, yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, I just, it was very disappointing. I do like that he hooked him off half-time. He takes no prisoners, does he? But uh, very disappointing. Very, and I think, I know I've, I've come into a bit of a, a bit of flack for this over the, over the, the last 18 months, but... I'm just still not having Fabinho, me. Everyone raves about Fabinho. I, I just think he's, I don't know. He's got no engine there in the middle for us. He's not very fast. Doesn't get things going as quick as I'd like. I think. Uh, how many games have we won since he's been back in? So I think it's a two of two or seven or eight. I think since he's been back in the uh, in the starting lineup. So I'd maybe be. I don't think look. he's the problem. I, I I agree. I don't think he's having a great calendar year. To be honest with you, but I think up until the t- like sort of this year. I, from January, I think he's better. I've, I've, I've always raised him, to be honest with you, but he is having a pretty piss poor 2020, as is everyone, really. Mm, but, mm, aren't we all? What, 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 what you're reading into Salah and Robertson being on the bench, but apparently they had knocks, didn't he? So, as he got them on the bench, I didn't quite understand mm. that one. Doesn't quite make sense if you're chasing a goal and not to bring Salah on. You do wonder why, why he was on there. In the first place, and a bit disappointed, lads, to be honest with you, because I was looking over my anti post bets, and um, Kevin De Bruyne, I've got player of the year, he's making more of a case for that since since we've been back. But I've got Salah and Liverpool to win the league at 16 to 1, good go on that. And wow. uh, okay. Vardy, didn't, Vardy didn't score the weekend, Aguero hasn't, Aubameyang hasn't. Aguero's but, injured as well, I don't know whether you picked up on yeah. that, but he's out. Of the season, by the looks of it. Yeah, seen that last night. So I thought we had a we had a good chance there with Mo, but he he wasn't up to full fitness. I I don't know. It's it's not the first time he's he's dropped his, his front line, is it for the derby? I feel like he he does a little psychological thing where he he puts a weakened team out, kind of uh, as a psychological advantage, and it, it has worked for him. Worked for him last year on on both games, didn't it? But. He does it against the air. It's, it's it's interesting you say that. Like, that's something we picked up on when we were watching it, watching Mark and Jimmy. Yeah, and he always, it's as if, I don't know, It's he always puts a weakened team out against Everton. And I don't know whether that's out of disrespect or too much respect, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's it's, it's pretty difficult to read. Like, I'm not too sure why he does it. And there could be a little bit of psychology within that, but... It feels that um, way. It feels that way. Um, positives for Everton? I think you could tell Lee that in a... They'd had basically a mini pre-season with Carlo, couldn't you? You could see they were trying to play from the back a little bit more. Whether they've got the personnel to carry that off, I think he'll probably be looking at that in the summer, won't he? But they were definitely trying to play out more a little bit from the back, of course. I think it was much more a Carlo-looking looking team. Yeah, I think I think Tom Davis was uh, one of the standout players to me. You, you, you'd be loving Tom Davis, won't you, and Carl Lewin, little hipsters. He's not my bag, though, on the field. I don't really know what he is. No, is but he? he was busy, he was getting stuck in. He was, uh, yeah, to, 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 to coin the famous Alan Hansen quote about Robbie Savage, best player in the world without the ball. 
Yeah, yeah, he, he was busy like a particular mold. I was but no, he was he was he was good and he was uh, he was disruptive anyway. Mm. We couldn't we really get any going in the middle of the park, and I think he was a big part of that. I think to he, be honest. Well, I think he got away with one lad big time. I know um, you're moaning about Patrick Sarsfield not going up. I, I hope you noticed James Milner went up for a book, and that was a winner for a few of our followers. But um, nice, yeah, I did see that lad fourteen to five for what? Just shy of three to one. Just shy of threes. Nice. Yeah, a little bit better than you, the, the usual evens that you criticise me of. I thought we'll get a little bit more value in there. But to be honest with you, lad, I had him as well. Me and Johnny had him in a treble with um, with your man there, Tom Davis and Fabinho. And I think we were pretty unlucky, lad. Did you see Tom Davis's tackle on Manny? Uh, and the game played on. Fucking hell. Stonewall, yellow card. And Fabinho kicked lumps out of people all game, didn't he? I've, I've just completely blocked it out that particular game. I couldn't tell you anything. Didn't have to say it was a complete non-event. Uh, had a few beers Sunday. Had like a little family party outdoors. You'd be glad to hear. Yeah. Uh, Louise's niece. They had a bar built, so we just watched footy all day. A few bottles of beer, and then I went to Jimmy and Mark. So uh, yeah, I got stuck in. So I was uh, yeah, I didn't really pay too much attention to the game, or maybe I did, but I've just. Uh, yeah, subconsciously just just blocked it all, filtered it all out, basically given given how poor it was. Not loads to report on was the day, Popey really. Um, hopefully there'll be more from Palace on Wednesday. It makes me think Roy's Roy's got a point to prove. Like any Wednesday, I don't think they'll come lying down, playing quite well at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, but you, you'd expect a massive reaction from 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 Sunday's performance. Obviously, Salah back, Robertson. Robertson makes us makes us tick as well. He was a big miss on Sunday. Mm. But with the, the massive reaction, nonetheless. Uh, but talking of Roy's, th- th- there's been one standout uh, from return to football. It's uh, I think actually the football on the pitch, Southampton were pretty good, but as a whole, Man City have been decent. But I think the actual standard of football has been pretty poor. But by far and away, most entertaining thing since the resumption of the uh, Premier League's got to be Roy Keane. I'm sure, you'll agree with me. <laughs> I am flabbergasted. There's got to be there's got to be some stuff going on at that halftime. If I was Ollie, make some changes, get some lads off the pitch. Lads going through the motions a little bit. Not that United have been bad, but you've got to. I've said flex your muscles. You've got to impose your personality in the game. Spurs have done okay. They've been compact and mm-hmm. listen, they've been okay. But Man United, Maguire, and they're here. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I oh. get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> These are established international players, and we're all sitting here. And I know we have to analyse the game, analyse it till the cows come home. You do your job. We're trying to get the top four. Not win leagues, by the way. We're just talking about getting the top four. God forbid about winning trophies. Shocking. I am. I am disgusted with it. Maguire, De Gea, you should hang your heads in shame. Represent Man United and letting people run past you. Get close to people. Move your feet to give away that goal. I'm fuming here watching this game of football. I am staggered at Maguire. Staggered at an international player can just get done like this. And I am sick to death of this goalkeeper. I would be fighting him at halftime. There is no getting away from that. I would be swinging punches at that guy. This is a standard stay for an established international goalkeeper. That goalkeeper, I am fed up. That De Gea, the most overrated goalkeeper. No. Okay. Patrice, the most overrated goalkeeper <laughs> I've seen in a long, long time. Did he, did he do anything oh, to no, restore his, his reputation with the save from Son? No. I'd save this. This is this. This no, not even going in the Kino, this, this not even going in the top you, You've corner. been ass on this one. This is middle of the goal. I, I think it's a great. Yeah, I, but I think a it's great a great save. save. You need to be ready. It's coming Patrice, quick. If that is not a great save. That's that's his job. It's middle of the goal. It's good height for him. 
he, you're being asked. This one you're being asked. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great Oh, you should be catching that. Catching that, yeah. Why he's going to play with some glue on his gloves? or not even that high. He's middle of the goal. Well, I was saying this to you on, I think, possibly our pilot episode that didn't even get out, Popey. I was saying, you know, Sky are at least trying to shift it a bit more to the to the American style, and fucking hell, he went on a tear there, didn't he, on Friday? Oh, he's, he's just, he's, he's absolutely box office now, isn't he? For me, he's the most entertaining thing in football right now. Give me 30 minutes of Roy Keane, over 90 minutes of Messi all day. <laughs> is he becoming a little bit panto do you think uh, I mean obviously, I hope so I yeah. hope so me and you Steve watch a lot of ESPN the highest paid pundits and the most respected pundits and the most loved and lauded pundits at ESPN is a guy by the name of Stephen A. Smith who yeah. one of our listeners might not be aware of but just sort of Google him YouTube some of his, uh, his best bits on ESPN now he is absolute box office he's pure panto pure mm. panto works so even if he is and he's playing up to it, Roy Keane, just I can indulge on as much as that as he wants to give us, to be honest with you. I felt like there was a bit of a glint in his eye there on Friday and Patrice Everett didn't quite know how to take it, did he? I mean, he, he wanted to laugh, he wanted to take him serious. I don't think he wanted to get chinned, did he, by uh, by laughing too much. But look well, at you it, wouldn't, would you? Well, look at his hair, like, Looking at his hair, his barnet, even his hair looked angry. It looked like it was levitating <laughs> off his head. I don't know if you noticed... The flicks at the back of his barnet. Fucking hell, he'd, <laughs> he'd lost it with the hair there, hadn't he? Definitely got some form of wildlife nesting in that, hadn't he? <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Better than ostrich egg, isn't it? As you might throw yeah, my, well, mine yeah, and Landon know, Donovan's yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> you'd know. But no brilliance, as I say, Roy Keane. I, I think you just touched on there. It's exactly what what you need. And say, it, it, I, of, of, of what you need really for, um, for, for for English punditry when it comes to the Premier League everyone's we've touched on it many times in the show everyone's too PC there's too many cliches that get banned in the boats there's not enough insights which I'm not necessarily saying Keane gives you but I think you need the balance between someone like Keane to someone who, who offers a bit of bit of insight and is informative with what they're telling you there's, there's so many weak pundits knocking about to be honest with you so hopefully they're looking at the ESPN model, the likes of Sky Sports and BT. They're aware of that, and, and, and it's going to change moving forward because, let's be honest, it's a lot more entertaining listening to Roy Keane at halftime than listening to Alan Shearer. Of course it is, of course it is. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I don't think Roy Keane's rant had anything on my uh, David Luiz one on Wednesday night, the, the City-Arsenal game. If you'd have had a, a camera in here, I think you'd have been thoroughly entertained as... Uh, as that tip of the week from last week went down the Swanee with David Luiz's mistakes. I, I don't know if you recall, uh, I said Arsenal would, well, I'd be back in Arsenal to, to not be behind at half-time. Um, did you catch the game Have yourself? you landed the tip of the week yet? <laughs> I, I do recall that vividly, yeah, and I was going to bring it up to you, so I'm glad you you saved me a, a job of having to do so. But that, So that's a, another tip of the week. Odds on, no good. Have you, have you landed a tip of the week yet or not? It's not happening for me, is it? I think um, they'll be thinking I'm a bit Walter Mitty, saying I've had a winning week with the uh, with the proof that's going on the page. But uh, it was doomed, wasn't it, Pope? I thought Arsenal were playing pretty well. And Did you? Yeah, they, they, they were... Based they, on what, like? They were holding their own. They were, they were playing well. They looked dangerous on the counter-attack. And mm. then, obviously, two defenders injured within the first 20 minutes. And... I just, yeah, I just knew it was doomed as soon as I seen him stripping his tracky bottoms off on the bench. I mean, 
It was the I felt like the equivalent of like a fourteen year old teenager and Jimmy Savile stripping his tracky off like I was full of full of fear and <laughs> and worry as he as he took to the pitch. And it, I called it. I, I was typing about it in WhatsApp groups, two different WhatsApp groups. Here's David Louise, fucking hell, this is over now, isn't it? There's no way they're gonna get. Yeah, to you time. ranted to me, like yeah. Did I rant to you as well? Did I, Pope? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I just sort of fuck whatever. You know what I mean? Not that I was particularly asked. But he's just a disgrace, lad. And um, for me. When's he gonna learn? I think if I was Arsenal, I'd have locked him in the change. He's still full time with Steve Bold. Just let Steve Bold have a straightener with him. You, you know. <laughs> you, you say this, but we've got our very own David Luiz. We've got Dayan Luiz. Yeah. Who for me, is uh, is is just as calamitous as 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 David Luiz, if if not more so. And I don't know how how Klopp persists in giving him game time. You see, you see him at the. Uh, against Everton on Sunday, he's an absolute car crash week to happen. Very mistake prone, um, and if he's not off in the summer, I'll day on Louise. I'll uh, yeah, I'll be absolutely fuming to be honest. That was very very worrying when he come on, wasn't it? It is, but, but you know, you, like, like similar to to your thought process there when David Louise come on, all Liverpool fans when they see Lovren stripping mm. off and he's starting, he's just expecting the worst and. That's just based on his previous mistakes and performances and, as I say, all calamitous he is, really. So, I, yeah, oh, Clough, Clough's got to get shut of him. I don't think I've panicked. I don't think I've panicked as much in a derby for Lovren coming on there since, if you remember, a few years ago when Jag Yelker hit that, hit that strike from about 35 yards, was it? Everyone's missed it, and McGeady races over to the far left side to pick it up. Floats across, back in, oh, header away by Liverpool. Might drop for Jackie Elka. Oh, oh, what a goal! What a goal! Yes. Unbelievable oh, finish to the Merseyside yes. derby! Phil Jackie Elka on the half volley. What a With goal. one of the best derby finishes you're ever likely to see. Oh, what a thunderous finish to this game. Deep into stoppage time at the end of this derby fixture. And Phil Jackie Elka salvages a point for the Blues. Liverpool won, Everton won. Uh, did he score, did he? Remember he scored, yeah. At Anfield, he scored a, a, a ripper. Now, it would have had you nervous at the best of times, but I think I've been out all night in the Magnet with um, with McCabe and, and a Beatles tribute band on the uh, on the Kenny, shall we say, yeah. So, uh, okay, very good. Uh, as, you, as, as you can imagine, literally sent me to bed that year. I was still up watching it in the flat and... Uh, you know, when Jag, when Jag Yelka's hitting 40-yard strikes, 35-yard strikes into the top bin, it's, it's time to call a session uh, off, isn't it? Time to call it a day, I think. <laughs> Did you think it was some sort of mirage going on in front of your eyes? Did you think it was some sort of drug-induced? Of course. I thought it was, like, thought it was hallucinating, you know. I've, I've, yeah. I've been in the magnet with Lennon and McCartney in full Beatles kit and wigs all night. The next thing to top it all off, icing on the cake, Jag Yelka's hitting one from 40 fucking yards. Yeah, I thought I'd lost you. You've got ma- the number. That, that's, all, that's all me and Ali. We're missing the Lennon and McCartney and then we can start our own Beatles tribute act. Should see the wigs on us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Louise had the bowl out the other day cutting, uh, cutting Louise's fringe. Like, yeah, it looks like it's been done with the ruler, bless him. Um, anything else catching your eye, Popey? I think we need to um, pay tributes to the passing of uh, Willie Thorne. Over the last, well, certainly since the last time we recorded. And whether you've seen Gary Lineker's tributes, but very Alan, Alan Partridge, like... I didn't, did you? I thought, 
I thought our snooker conversation was done for the year, but you're going to make an exception with, with Willie snuffing it? Got a reviver, yeah. Got to really. I don't know whether you've seen Gary Lineker's tributes, but it was something along the lines of it was too soon for him to pass his final block, like, which is a bit. Wow. He's always a comedic angle, Gary Lineker. Yeah. It was a bit. But really. Don't get, uh, don't get me wrong, I love a play on words and a pun myself, but wow, on his deathbed. Christ. I don't, yeah, he wasn't even cold, yeah. I think he was like. Uh, Basically, five minutes after he'd been announced, yeah. But that's always that's always Lineker looking for the uh, comedic angle. Well, I, I did Not very effectively as well. I, I did mean, meet, a bit of a cartridge, like yeah, it sounds. Yeah, I did meet Willie Fawn. Did I tell you about this? I believe, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, during your brief uh, brief spell in employment. <laughs> yeah, when I was working in a bookies, yeah, I was working the coddle in Witness, um, hot summer's night, Friday night, I think it was. It must have been two thousand and seven. And uh, okay. he strolled in, looked looked fantastic, sharp suit, looked a shiny part, head. Like, shiny head, yeah, looked like he'd buffed it just before he'd come out the door. <laughs> Don't know what he was doing in witness. We were trying to trying to work it out. Presume maybe he had a sportsman's dinner local something, but yeah, hey, good shout. Strolled in, <clears throat> you know, everyone was all over him. He was very very happy to see everyone, give everyone a bit of time. One bet, five hundred quid on trap two. Uh, Romford, I think it was back then. It absolutely romped it. On the Greyhounds, yeah? On the Greyhounds. 500 quid, 5-2 to two winner. Out he went. So I was quite surprised. Obviously, I read into him a little bit after it. And um, he was a bit of a Davy, by all accounts, according to his, uh, his biography. He had some real gambling problems, suicidal tendencies on the back of it and whatnot. Uh, just shows you you never know what's going on, do you? It sounds like Willie was probably having more than ninety-two bets on a on a regular occasion. <laughs> did, did you not manage to get on yourself, Trap Two? Because I know whenever me and you have backed the greyhounds in the past, we always go with trusty uh, Trap Two. Like, but didn't, didn't you have time to get on yourself online? I didn't. I think I think part of me um, thought it might be more humorous to get it turned over. I think I was actually willing for it to get beat, which is. Which is terrible, really, isn't it? You know, it's it's good. Did to... he watch the? So was he quite vocal and vociferous when they went during the race, like, or was he was he quite composed? He looked an absolute pro. Honestly, he looked like he could have been in the crucible. He was relaxed, quiet, silent. Watched it, waited for his winnings. You know, over what? What's fifteen hundred? Oh, fifteen hundred now back, isn't it? That just over. Was it? It's a shame he didn't have that level of judgment when um, apparently I don't know whether you've heard the story. I haven't read his, his biography. Um, he once backed. We placed a bet to, to the tune of £38,000 on John Parrott to lose a match because Parrott was playing without his own cue. Uh, I think it was a, it was some sort of tournament away from home and, and Parrott had left his cue at home. So he was having to uh, to use somebody else's cue, basically. Yeah. Obviously, inside info that Willie Thorne was privy to and thought he had no chance. So he basically backed Parrott to get beat. I don't know who he was playing, but anyway... 38 grand on Parrot to get beat, not using his own cue. Uh, suffice to say, Parrot's obviously won. Uh, and Willie Thorne was actually commentating on the game. I think his exact quote was he had to prevent himself from spewing all over the commentary box. Well, I'm sitting in my car and I've been to read out this question. If all the greatest snooker players in the world all were playing at their very, very best, who would win? Dartwolf amazingly thinks that Parrot or John Vega would win. Well, I've got more chance of winning than them, to, to be perfectly honest. I think we all know Ronnie O'Sullivan's the greatest of all time. I think Stephen Hendry would possibly win if they're all at the best, but it all depends whether they're all at the best. But for me, 
It's a toss-up between Ronnie O'Sullivan and Stephen Hendry. Berg or Parrot? I don't think so. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, is, was it a, a match he was commentating on? Fucking hell, lad. Imagine, imagine having 38 grand on something when, you, when you're broadcasting to the nation. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, he's, he's commentating it on. Yeah, as I say, he got to, uh, yeah, had to stop himself from, uh, from spewing it. Like, so, uh, yeah, probably uh, they've had a fractious relationship, no doubt. Oh, and, I can uh, imagine. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, cool. It reminds me of Frank. Um, oh, what's his name, lad? The uh, the Scottish fella, fucking on Gillette Soccer Saturday. Not McIntyre. Oh, no, not McIntyre. Not McIntyre. Um, he was. I he seen him in after entry in Panam. Frank. Uh, nah, not Charlie. He's the. He's out in the field. I know, no, no. We'll work it. Oh, Alan McNally. Alan McNally. Yeah, it reminds me of Alan McNally, lad. I remember Mason telling me. Steve, have a little watch of, of uh, Matt Nelly's games. He has a big lump on any game he's, he's covering on Gillette <laughs> Soccer Saturday. Have a little watch of him, mate. Watch his reactions, you can tell. Now, I, I don't know if he's still doing it. I don't know, even know if he's still on, on Gillette Soccer Saturday, if he's still on the games. But have a little look next season, or if you can find some old clips. He's always got a lump, and you can fucking tell when he's devastated, <laughs> when he's reporting on a goal that's gone against him, mate. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, I don't believe he's conceded like that. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it to me in the past, you know, lad, and I've, I have picked up on it. Have you seen yeah. it? you seen it live in action? Yeah, because you, you've, you've, you've told me this before. I'm allowed to say he's, he's, he's involved, like, is it a, he's an understatement? Because you think, if you didn't have that inside info, and you're a little bit naive, really, you'd think, oh, he's passionate about his job, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. He's... Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? I wonder he's always pissed off. Absolutely, absolutely. And as I say, I think uh, Nicky, did they bump into him in Panama after the after the Grand National, was it, or a Ladies' Day one Friday? Sure, we'll have to get on it. When, when he's on, we'll have to ask him about it. But short and the longer the story, I think he had a woman on both arms and about four bottles of champagne in the uh, in the bucket, like. So I think he's a he's a fella who lives to the full. I, I think they are them them ex boys, aren't they? I think so. I've always held him in high esteem since uh, I usually remember there was a debate, although it wasn't much of a debate when McNally got involved uh, on Gillette Soccer Saturday many years ago about Gerard or Lampard. And uh, yeah, he was quite vocal in his support of uh, Gerard. By an absolute country mile. I think I recall that. Country mile. And that was that then. I didn't think anyone fancied uh, going up against him then. That was the end of that. That was that. But yeah, so long will he phone then, eh? I don't know how we got to... uh... To McNally from Willie Form, but yeah, big loss, big character. I mean, will we? Ever- in a sport, which is which is O'Sullivan aside, they go to an extent. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 badly in need of some characters. Really, there's too many Sean Murphy's knocking about on the uh, on the circuits. Mm. Um, yeah, don't get me started on Murphy anyway. But yeah, there's a uh, big big loss to the sport, and uh, yeah, God rest the soul. Well, just a call back to Ronnie. Obviously, you uh, you went on a little bit of a love letter to to Ronnie last week. But uh, one of our listeners, yeah. one of our listeners, messaged me, Kieran Skinner, and uh, he's a Sheffield lad. He was running the Sheffield half marathon a while ago. He could just hear these old boys in the crowd, real old fellas. Go on, Ronnie. Go on, Ronnie. Looks around, yeah. looks around, and he's got a uh, he's got Ronnie O'Sullivan running next to him out the blue in the. Uh, Sheffield half marathon, and he actually had a world championship match in the afternoon. 
<laughs> Did he, yeah? Classic, classic Ronnie, like, yeah, but... Oh, brilliant. No doubt knocked in a maximum in, the, in, his, uh, in his game as well. Absolute legend. I'd love to know, yeah. We'll have to get the date. I'll have to ask Kieran when the date was, and we can track it back, see how he got on in the match. But just just calling back there, I kind of like the Dawa players. I always, myself, when I used to go down to speak Legion and have a game, um, was never very good at snooker. I think my highest break was, was lucky to get into double figures, really, but... I, yeah. I was a prison player. I, I was into the likes of Edder and that style wise. I was always looking for the uh, looking for the snooker, looking for the foul. But you're not you are not yeah. in, you're not into them sort of stoic. Well I've I've how many times I've played through with you many times over the years, haven't I? And, and 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 you're not the most cultured when it comes to golf, snooker. I'd like to say you get it done, but just be lying, wouldn't I really? So uh, yeah, you you you're massively unorthodox to say the least. Well um, I, well I play left handed. For yeah, the start, like, I play left handed. And they're just horrible, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Don't know that that's part of your ploy to put your opponents off, like. Yeah, it's psychological, yeah. It's prison rules. It's uh, Peter Ebden. But we were discussing this, weren't we? We were discussing the last episode in our WhatsApp group, and uh, Jimmy Lee put us on to P- a Peter Ebden single. I am actually singing. My oasis harmonies and my bald head. I think maybe, um, maybe subconsciously he, he might be me, me life guru, me, me, me spirit animal. Might might actually be Peter Ebden. Oh wow! Okay, oh, I, that, that that's not enough. Is uh, is, is is sort of dipping his toe into the uh, into the music and uh, the banish all the bad memories I've got of him over the years playing on some of them. And as I say, the likes of me. I personally didn't think Ebden could go up any further in my estimations, but... Um... Okay, so I, I suppose you're a big Sean Murphy fan as well. All you need to know about Sean Murphy is he met his ex-wife in a Christian chat room. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> For a podcast that vowed to have one conversation on snooker in a year, we've done all right here, haven't we? Yeah, exactly, yeah. We'll be getting all the, uh, yeah, all the snooker fans listening. We pulled some dialogue on the bays. The Virgin Brigade, if you will. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything else caught your eye, lad? Anything else caught your eye over the last the last few weeks? I know we've touched on racing a little bit there. Uh, have you got... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's actually for a sports betting podcast. We don't really talk much sport usually. So, uh, no, this has been quite refreshing, really. I did, uh, obviously, we like to touch on our old mate Donald Trump. Don't know whether you see... Last couple of weeks, a psychiatrist reckons he needs a brain scan following on from a recent appearance. It was before his rallies, but it was some sort of appearance uh, where he was up on the stand giving his usual speech. And uh, yeah, he was unsteady on his feet and struggled to, to drink a glass of water. His liver spotted hands were literally shaking like a leaf. 
So basically, a, a psychiatrist assessed that and uh, said he thinks he might need a brain scan. Wow. So, so you might want to look at just as a little side bet between us, a uh, little death race bet between him and Biden. The, uh, they, don't, they, they don't seem to be uh, doing too well, neither of them really, do they? No president in the history of this country has ever taken a weirder drink of water than this. Is that one of the side effects of hydroxy? I mean, what is up with his hand? Did he hurt it holding the Bible upside down? Let's look at that again, because there's clearly something going on. It's weak. And this is not the first time we've seen this. This clip's from November of 2017. You can see here, he managed to open the water bottle, but then he needed two hands to drink it. And then next month, this happened again. He's, he's what is he doing? He's, he's like a witch sipping out of a goblet full of toadstools or something. No, they don't. I mean, fucking how do you price that up? It's a, it's a bit of a pick em, isn't it? I'd say maybe 10 to 11 the, the pair, do, do you think? Yeah, I was thinking that 10 to 11 the pair, yeah. But, I um, yeah, because I, I, I do also know that another specialist or doctor or whoever it was, a neurologist, said a similar thing about Biden, didn't he? Mm, said, he, said he, he might need a brain scan. Obviously, Trump's following suit. Yeah, I think that the Norwegian I mentioned on the podcast, he said, don't be, um, don't be surprised if Biden can't string full sentences together by, by the election, which is was obviously pretty worrying at the time. But <laughs> it sounds like Trump's not too far behind him. I mean, we don't want to be too morbid here, but could you even get into um, pricing up like the method of death between the two? I mean... I think COVID looks a worry for Joe, doesn't he? He's wearing that mask a lot. I think he, he wears Assassination it. for Trump would have to be at the top of the list. I was going to say that. I was going to say, yeah. would, it be, would it be his diet or, or an assassination that you'd have head of the market for Trump? Assassination, you'd think. He's such a polarising figure and he really, I'd, I'd say assassination. But do you, do you remember the welly? You, literally your local pub. Oh no, sorry, the child. Child geographer. I'm a child man myself. They used, to do it. they used to have a death race, didn't they? They did, yeah. They did, yeah. Who won that just out of interest? I'm not too sure. I've been involved in a few myself, to be honest with you. And we've even we've even had local ones. You know, it's it's, it's there's been some distasteful gambles back in the day. I I, I won't deny <laughs> it. I think I had a bet with our mate John Mullen, and it's still a bone of contention for him to this day. We had an Oscar Pistorius bet. Now Paddy Power did price that up themselves on the the guilty of murder verdict. And uh, oh wow, did he really? We actually, I actually got away with it with a void bet on a technicality. Yeah, he uh, he had a hundred quid that he was going to be guilty for murder, which was which was the market, and I think he got a lesser sentence, didn't he? So I refused. What, to... like second degree or manslaughter? Yeah, I think it was manslaughter or. So you can imagine Mullen absolutely lost, lost his shit. What an absolute crook you are. The man's in jail. The man's in prison, is he not? He was fuming. And, and to this day, any time Oscar Pistorius is brought up, he just, he gives me a lock. You fucking coward. I can't believe, can't believe you didn't pay me on that bet. Fucking disgusting. A bet's a bet, dog. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 one of them. It's, it, the bet's for murder, and that's why he hasn't been charged and sentenced for. Then you're quite within your rights there, Steve. Absolutely. I just hope he doesn't start holding out over this coronavirus for our uh, our quite weighty Man City Liverpool league league bet that could be could be due to be paid within a, within a week or so. With a bit of luck. 
Yeah, well, you like to think so, yeah. I'm sure he'll honour his bet mm. now that he's answered on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. It's out there, it's out there in the public domain now, isn't it? So yeah, he'll have a bit of a, a bit of public shame if he if he does. I I don't think so. I think he's a man of his word when it comes to a bet, more so. Yeah, I think so. I think you'll be all right there, Steve. Uh, but how about yourself? Anything to report? Anything caught your eye this week? Not really, lad. Not really. I was. <laughs> I was thinking about you last night, to be honest with you. We were watching, just by chance, the new Big Brother best episodes. Have you seen that? That's that's doing the rounds. <laughs> I haven't actually, no, to be honest with you. I, I always remember you saying when we were in college, um, just being borderline obsessed with the man, Sandy, in uh, Big, Bro- oh. Big Brother 3, I think it was. Where he, uh, that was the episode wow. last night. He, he scaled the wall, I think, at the time. <laughs> I think you put it down as the, the greatest moment in TV history. I think you put it above the Berlin Wall falling and, and whatnot. It was Sandy getting over the Big Brother Wall was the one for you. Do you still stand by that as the greatest moment of television history? Greatest TV personality of all time. And obviously, I professed me love for Ralphie Cifaretto on this very pod last week and stand by that. But yeah, I'd say greatest TV personality of all time. Certainly the greatest TV, uh, the greatest uh, Big Brother contestants. What's not to love? The man was pissing in bins. If my memory serves me right, he chose his time to leave during an England game in like a World Cup or Euros. <laughs> that was right. Yeah. Being given 15, 20 minutes of an England game, the majority of which were all chaps and walls so you were made up. Him being the bitter jock that he is, decided to use that time to leave the Big Brother house and obviously make a big thing about it and therefore scuppering the opportunity for them to watch the football I think he told as well Johnny, the big lovable Geordie, that he didn't like him prior to getting off. That's right. Don't like Johnny and then just bailed, didn't he? Scaled the wall. I've never liked you, Johnny. I've just thought I'd tell you, <laughs> clear the air. Yeah, that was that was in there last night. Yeah, it was during the Nigeria game, it was. I think it was World Cup against Nigeria. And they'd actually won 25 minutes worth of viewing time of the game. And as you yeah. say, yeah, he must be he must be a cult hero in Scotland to get off while they're trying to enjoy that. Oh, you've got to be, yeah. He was just he, he just completely sabotaged it, Annie. Mm. Which was yeah, which was the bad memory for me anyway. Hey, Sunday. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <it. laughs> you better not escape now. Sandy. Don't try to escape. You're right yourself. You Sandy, no, Sandy, no. Don't let him. Don't let him go. Is he not doing don't, it? Don't let him go. Because he don't let him go. Being serious? No! No! Sunday! really because without doubt Sandy's my, my, my favourite be, uh, Big Brother character of all time but his fellow countryman uh, I think it was Cameron is probably <laughs> my, my, my least favourite Big Brother character of all time was he, in the, was he in the first one was he? no he had sweatband he was horrible he yeah. was like a 40 he was literally a 40 year old virgin uh, he was horrible really just, just not my cup of tea 
So it was literally like the, the contrast between the two. It's like comparing William Wallace and Sandy to like Alex Salmond and Cameron. That's <laughs> what it's like. The very best and worst of what Scotland's got to offer, basically. Look him up, Cameron, as I say. He's, he's, I'm not surprised in the slightest you don't remember him. No, I know, I do, I do remember him, yeah, yeah, I do remember him. He had I think like, he actually won as well, you know, Steve? Did he? Well, like series four or five or something. I'll have a little look. Another, another Scotsman, Art Allen, goes for his greatest TV moments of all time. He goes for the celebrity one, George Galloway, with the uh, with the cat saucer. Uh, <laughs> which... What was that about, given, given it's a... Given that he's a politician, a highly respectable and reputable politician at the time in particular, yeah, yeah. when you're English and your perception is, is really everything as a, as a politician, what, what's, what's gone through his head there? He lost his mind. Was it Rula Lenska, was it? Old um, ballet dancer and, and actress, I think. I think them, them leggings have gone to his head, hasn't he? And he's, uh, he's wanted to, to play the pussy, shall we, shall we put it that way? Maybe I'll be the cat. Yeah, Alan still, <laughs> still does the impression on a regular basis. We'll have to get that up there. But, um... We haven't had our Alan back on us, Douglas. He's actually sent me another Douglas impression um, related to the pod, so maybe I'll be able to slip that in at the end. Here. Yeah, talking about the uh, potential sponsorship deals and the uh, what, what will be going on with royalties and whatnot, if he's included, if Douglas, Michael Douglas, is included in, in the pod. <laughs> Very good. There's a, but yeah, try and get some Sandy in there if you can as Sand, well. Uh, Sandy or Cameron, I'll do some digging. I'll do some digging, lad, yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Cameron Stout. I live in the Orkney Islands, right in the north of Scotland. Currently, I am living alone. Uh, there's nobody else in the house. Uh, I feel quite fortunate in that I have a garden uh, that I can spend quite a bit of time in at the moment. I've learned how to weed and prune uh, rather than just cutting grass. At the moment, I suppose, like many folk, I'm spending a lot of time on online platforms to try and keep in touch with friends. There's something nice about being face-to-face with friends rather than just a voice call. Having said that, uh, it is nice to make voice calls too. Um, that's about it, lad. Really, I think better the week. Anything jumping out? Yeah. Have you got anything up your sleeve for this week, Popey? Obviously, I've had ninety-two of the best there from last week, but I've uh, <laughs> I've got a couple going forward for this week as well. Do you want to do you want to start us off on the on the tip of the week, Popey? Yeah, I think we we best start with the best. Yeah, obviously a few mine have landed at least before yeah. we get on to absolute cannon fodder. <laughs> uh, so I'd, I'd made a note to do a retrospective tip of the week when I saw the two hundred to one shot landed at Newbury a couple of Saturdays ago. Wow. I seen a hundred and fifty to one shot winner Ascot as well. Fuck's going on? Well, do you know what? I, I, I was going to cry it in because, as I say, I put it down. Like, retrospective tip of the week: two hundred to one winner Newbury, and then I'd also made comment that my biggest price winner was forty to one. Don Brody Miller at Ainsley a good few years ago. Of all time. And then, well, and then I had landed a double figure shot since, but I've well and truly cried that one in. Obviously, with me forty to one winner at Ascot on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, do you know what? Providing, mine's a little bit of a caveat, really, my, my tip of the week, providing Jim Crowley's not on board, which I, I think he might be. Um, Mo Hather looks as though it could be going back out on this Saturday. Oh. The trainer, Marcus Tregonan's already come out and said he's aiming it at the Sussex Stakes, which is like one of the champion one-mile races. 
which is at the end of July, but he's quite keen to get a run into him before then, given obviously the uh, the, the, the easy race, if you can even call it that, at Adler Ascot. And it's been entered in a race on Saturday, which is a Group 3. I'm just getting it up now. Okay, so we've got the Betway Criterion Stakes on Saturday, and it is currently best price. I think it was four to one yesterday, but it's already been nibbled. That best price seven to two with Unibet. All the final declarations are going to be Wednesday, Thursday, probably. The risk you take with any anti-post, as you know, you're probably best waiting to see if it makes the final decks. If it does, you're not realistically you're not going to get as big as seven to two. Mm. They'll probably five to two, two to one. But regardless, given the easy race that it had at Ascot, given that for me it was probably the standout. I catch it from Ascot given that it didn't come off the bridle yeah. the Queen on stakes and it's still just the close up seven given the trainer's comments on it prior to Ascot uh, I'd fancy it to, uh, to hose up on Saturday there are some strong horses in opposition I know you backed Space Blues the Godolphin horse at Adoc a few weeks ago oh yeah yeah I did yeah in a, in a multi good horse this is this there's over seven furlongs this race which is fine by Mahatha do anything from six six failings up to a mile. You got Lamarto as well for Henry Candy. He was all right, but I, I don't know, it's his first run of the season and I don't know how, how good the form the stable are in. So yeah, Mahitha for me, seven to two uni bets in the Betway Criterion Stakes on Saturday. I don't have the race time yet, so it's very much an anti-post bet. But yeah, a few caveats. I'd fancy more if Crowley's not on board. Probably best wait for the final decks, but you're going to lose the price by doing so. So, yeah, leave it up to the viewers as to how they want to play it, really. So you're quite literally getting back on the horse here, aren't you? What did you think, though, Steve, in terms of... Yeah, um, it looked like it had loads itself, in it. Everyone said it was an unlucky run at Ascot. Seven to two looks a good price. I'll have to have a look at the race myself. We could have a little match bet going on between us here. I like that space blues. Um, okay. What a scene. Yeah. So let me check the market now. I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. On that. Come back to me. Send me a text. We'll have a little side wager potentially. Yeah. But seven, seven to two looks a big price. Yeah. So forty to one. But you've landed over the weekend, though, Poppy. That's uh, that's your biggest of all time, is it? You think? Price yeah, I, right. done, I was at Ladies' Day many, many years ago, probably about 2006, 2007. Uh, and I backed the horse called Dunbrody Miller on the Friday, obviously a Ladies' mm. Day at Aintree. And yeah, it won for me, 40 to 1. I got it at. Mine were golf, lad. Mine were both last year, golf. As we call him the bodyguard, Kevin Kisner, me and Anarchy call him. <laughs> Sixty to David one. Nickname and sport, uh. Sixty to one he was to win the to win the uh, the match play last year after he'd he'd won nice. the year before. And I had the Tiger Roll and Tiger Woods double, didn't I? Um, start, I think that was sixty three to one, nine to two, and fourteens. But individual yeah. individual was Kisner. Um, yeah, that was great. That was that was the best month I've ever had, and then I had the worst month after it. So yeah, strikes and gutters, as Lebowski would say, ups and downs. <laughs> this game. Sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes, uh, you know. Hey, man. How do you do, dude? I wonder if I see you again. Wouldn't miss the semis. Oh, yeah. Things been going. Oh, well, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Sure, I got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, take care, man. Got to get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, 
The dude abides. The dude abides. I don't know about you, but I take comfort in that. With me, mate, but Mahathir. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have a little look yourself. If you fancy space blues, get on to me and then we'll... And we might have a match bet. I... Uh, oh. I've got a variety of bets. I think, have you jumped on Sol Campbell yet? We got a little tip for Sol Campbell to be the next Bolton manager of the weekend, didn't we? 12 to 1. Um, I thought you were going to say to be the next James Bond, there. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be a bad option, would he, Sol? Always very theatrical, handsome, tall. Mm, yeah, he's uh, not overly articulate, but he's, he's quite fashionable as well. Looks pretty good in the suit, our Sol. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, who knows, in the crazy world we, we now find ourselves in, stranger things have happened. Well, I don't know how them fair coats and uh, no shirts will go down in Bolton if he gets the job, but yeah, 12 to 1. I don't know when this when this podcast will go out, but he was 12 to 1 with Beth Victor um, to, be the okay. next, to be the next Bolton gap. So let's get that out there. Uh, I haven't got on that one, actually. I'll, uh, I'll have a little dabble of that today myself. Have a little go, lad. Yes, that's up there. Um, I've put up a couple on Instagram. To do with the Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know if you caught them, Popey. Black Lives Matter, 16 to 1. Colin Kaepernick, 100 to 1 to win the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, it, it's usually an individual, but the likes of the UN, the European Union, have won it in the past. Um, I, thought, I, thought you'd, I thought you'd go back to the activism. Well, yeah. Well, I think, I think you know, activism, it, it, it doesn't stop, does it? It doesn't stop, Popey. You know, I'm... I'm and I'm right behind the movement, by the way, obviously, as you can probably tell from the last couple of episodes. But I do think the movement possibly needs to have a look at some of the voices it's got at the top. I've seen ice cubes right out there in front. Um, the voice on equality and anti-fascism, Ice Cube. I, I don't know if you've heard the lyrics to No Vaseline, come on in the shower the other day for me. <laughs> um, he said some I of them. Indeed, mate, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a great tune, by the way, like one of the best diss tracks ever. It's fantastic, but he said he said some of the most race-baiting, homophobic, fucking... Um, oh, of course. Black and... violence, black violence inciting, black on black inciting words that I've, that I've ever heard in my life so I find it quite uh, quite surprising that he's that, he, that he's a front runner on the on the on the Black Lives Matter uh, campaign uh, the most uh, he also refers to women on quite a lot of his songs as devils white women as devils which it doesn't get much much, much more racist than that ultimately <laughs> well it's funny it's funny you should say that um, me mate Macker who listens to the show um, he's jumped on the Black Lives Matter and the Colin Kaepernick bets and uh, I was telling the get a get a fun is it Greta Greta Thunberg, the uh, the young Greenpeace oh, yeah. activist. Um, she's she's yeah, yeah. she's kind of favourite with most bookies in the market to win the the Nobel Peace Prize and Vit Vit Javel we've been calling her which is which is Swedish for for white devil. <laughs> So, is, it, is your mate Macker an Ice Cube fan, is he? He is, oh, he's a rap fan, definitely, like, he's, he's a massive rap fan, but uh, he likes the look of the Black Lives Matter and the and, and the Kaepernick shouts, but, yeah, back to Ice Cube, I mean, I remember Chris Rock saying, I know me and you went to watch Chris Rock, didn't we, with our mate Matty and Bundy in London a did, yeah. couple of years ago, but remember on one of his old sketches him saying that... Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, when Barack Obama got in, it's just time to get to get rid of certain personalities. I remember him saying about Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. That's why we're behind him. You know, it's not like we're voting for Flavor Flav. <laughs> yeah! 
Was the line. So yeah, a couple of Black Lives Matter picks there. So Campbell to Bolton. I'm gonna put up on the Instagram as well tonight. Big Danilo for Porto. He's 15 to 2 again tonight. Should be playing midfield anytime scorer. We'll get him up, up on the Instagram if he's starting in midfield. But my bet of the week is Thursday. It's Chelsea. Plus a goal. A nice even money shot, which I'm sure you'll you'll appreciate. I think mm. um, I know you've been raving about City there through the podcast, but I honestly thought Arsenal were holding their own until David Luiz does what David Luiz does, um, got sent off. I think there could have been a sting in the tail for, for City there. They played Burnley last night. That was a strange game, lad. Burnley have got five players old now to over contracts. They, mm-hmm. they were missing both the strikers. They were playing pretty well as well till, till a, a lovely shot from outside the box, kind of <coughs> out the blue. So I think they might struggle third game in a row on Thursday. Chelsea look good. If they can keep it strong at the back... They played well at City last year, Chelsea. I know they got stuffed the year before. They played well in the Carabao Cup final against them last season. They played really well at the Etihad earlier this year. Thought they should have won the game, really. So I think Chelsea plus a goal at evens. If we do the business against Palace tomorrow, I think we should win the league. I believe. I think that's the permutation on it, lads. So we'll win the title if, if Chelsea beat them. Or I think if City don't win and we win, we win the title on Thursday. So, yeah... I'm getting behind Lampard's boys, plus a goal, even money on Thursday. Steve's best of the week brought to you by Cousin Nicky. No, no, yes. none of them are Cousin Nicky. Oh, Danilo, Danilo is Cousin Nicky's. Oh, and obviously the uh, the Kaepernick shout 100 to 1, the Black Lives Matter shout is mine. But yeah, Cousin Nicky's had a couple there, but it was actually Cousin Ross, wasn't it? Who sent us Sol Campbell, so... If you can still Sol get, Campbell, yeah. If you can still get the 12 to 1 on that, have a little dabble on that as well, I reckon. Okay, and come back to me once you've had a look at the Criterion Stakes on Saturday. See if you want a little side bet, Space Blues, mate. We'll, uh, we'll get something sorted. I will do, mate. What's the rest of the day saying for you, rest of the week? Yeah, busy. Just wait, to be honest with you. I'm just uh, getting emails through, so speaking to you now. So I've got to go back and do my real job uh, that I actually get paid for. Get back to Abby. Yeah, I'll yeah. Uh, I'll be betting and trading all week, but we'll we'll try and keep it below the 92A eh, this week. It seems a bit of a... Bit of a high number. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that's advisable, mate, yeah. Otherwise, you want to get back to your, your therapy sessions. <laughs> so, good speaking to you as always, Popey. Okay, mate, take it easy. Even, if, you it, even if it was a week late. All right, mate, catch you later on. Oh, yeah, Steve, it's, uh, that's, that's okay. Uh, I will uh, hold on the, uh, on the royalties. Oh, yeah. That's all cool. I remember... Uh, my meeting with the uh, the Pope, and I uh, I managed to kiss his ring. Oh yeah, great days.